most used hashtag is LGM or a neon arm sleeve is part of your game day wardrobe, you know orange and blue things. And this is an orange and blue thing with Darren Meenan and Brian Ernie. Now. Do it. Hey guys, and welcome to episode four of An Orange and Blue Thing. Darren Meaning to my right. I am Brian Ernie, and thanks for hopping on board with this. On January 19th, just 24 days until Pitchers and Catchers, Ricky Henderson away from Pitchers and Catchers getting revved up in Port St. Lucie. If you're tuning in on Facebook Live, hi. Thanks for looking at our sparkling faces all night. Do us a favor, hit that share link on the bottom right-hand corner of the post. Put us in your friend's timeline and help us share the word about the show. If you're listening later on SoundCloud and iTunes, we're coming at you. Uh, thanks for downloading, rate, subscribe, share the show, do whatever you got to do to help us get the word out. Darren, my man, cheers. Another cheers, Thursday dude. night. The hell dude, are you, the, wait, hold on, what, what are you drinking? <laughs> I started hitting the gym again this week, so this, uh, is, this is vodka. What? Oh, okay, thank God. <laughs> vodka. I got worried for a second that I was like apparently You're losing your drinking, but your Thursday night drinking. I, I buddy. thought this was it, man. When you get married, this is <laughs> this is what you have now. This you know? is our time to uh, unwind. But no, it's funny. Like I feel like about ten years ago, I was going to the gym like every day. Right. When all I did was bartend two days a week and watch Mets baseball and not really live a real life. And then I felt like I would always get in shape during the off season. Like this is the off season as far as mm -hmm. like you yeah, know, baseball yeah, is concerned. Yeah. And then I would just destroy myself again when the baseball season started. So I'm trying to get back onto it. And you know what actually motivated me a little bit? I watched the replay from last week and I was wearing that obscenely tight orange <laughs> t-shirt shirt, right? and my beer belly looked so beautiful on <laughs> the replay that I was like, oh shit, man, I got to go back to the I gym. I saw you tweeted that and I actually trimmed down my drinking too. <laughs> so, okay, everybody, we're getting very vain and getting... Uh, well, my wife goes to the gym every day, so I feel like a, I like a bum, you know? Dude, I, I'm, I'm with you. I actually, I need to get in this week because we have family coming in from out of town. Got to work out these broad shoulders. I do. I have to, <laughs> I have to, you know, get it in. And uh, But yeah, anyway, we have a lot of stuff to get to. Our normal segments, obviously our follower tweets of the week. We'll get to that. We have some cool discussions coming up. One, very hypothetical, um, which I think everybody is going to be very interested in. And then one... That's very much uh, people exercise every single day at, at City Field over the summer. But let's get down to brass tacks, man. Let's do this. And uh, before we get in, uh, just to jump in, do you have any interest in the Hall of Fame? Like last night, yeah. the induction. Do you? Do you really? I have. I so here's the thing. Um, I felt like after uh, you know cut you off just yeah, <laughs> totally no, right it's there. Fine, it's fine. But like I, I wanted Piazza in so bad that like right. for the three years that we had to wait or four, it took fourth like four four, four yeah, times yeah. to try fourth fourth times a charm. Shit, the vodka's already kicking in. It's kicking in. Um, yeah, so like now that he's in, I feel like yeah. I'm not really as as concerned or care about who's getting in until we're worried about the next Met. So I care because I obviously we all love the game, and it's something that's romantic, obviously, about baseball, and I think that it shouldn't shrine the best players. Um, I'm not a big believer in the character clause. Uh, because if that were the case, you know, Ty Cobb was a, a, a raging racist. Did I mean, he murder a someone? terrible person. Like on the he, side of a road, something sketchy happened. There's like, that too. Yeah. So, um, you know, listen, a lot of these guys, as Billy Wagner eloquently put it, they're not trying to get into heaven. This isn't for sainthood. Um, and I've, I've been tweeting some things over the course of the day that have shown some of Bud Selig's comments around 1998 and I mean, this was a blind eye turned to by baseball on the PED guys. I don't think it's fair. You have guys like Clemens and Bonds who were surefire Hall of Famers before they started anything. Um, I'm of the mind, let everybody in, show the history of the game, an unvarnished history of the game. Um, and I have no problem with that. I have two problems, though. One, Pudge Rodriguez, I'm very happy that he's in because he deserves to be in. First ballot, though? My thing is, is that I even say, okay, first ballot, fine. But... He was named by... Now, Jose Canseco is a clown, all right? And so I read Juiced from cover to cover. I read it the, the day it came out. Um, I know what it says. Pudge was named in it. Um, that's more of a connection than anything with Mike Piazza. 
Mike Piazza, other than Murray Chass being a, a raving, you know... He had back acne. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. So, you actually have Canseco... Who so do I, I definitely don't juice. <laughs> yeah, right? Who, you know, Canseco was proven right in some of these things, and, and he did name Pudge, and whether you want to count that as as reasonable evidence or not, whether it's circumstantial or not, Piazza's... The, the mark against Piazza was totally... He was big and he hit home runs. And same thing with Jeff Bagwell. So I have a real problem with that as far as as far as the Piazza connection and the Mets connection here goes. But uh, congratulations to Rock Reigns. Um, that's awesome. And uh, and I was I was happy to see him finally get in. Pudge I think is more than deserving. And um, I uh, obviously uh, Bagwell deserved. I don't know. I just thought it was there. weird. Like I was looking at the numbers. Pudge. Um, played way more games and Piazza had better numbers than him. So it's like, you know, is it a rings thing? I don't know. But anyway, not to dive off the topic of orange and blue thing, you're probably here because you like the Mets, but I just wanted to bring that up because we didn't discuss it's, it. It's and, an interesting debate. And it it's in the news. So what we do each week, we're trying to highlight some people that we think you might want to follow, people that we follow, and just suggestions. You could take it or leave it. And uh, Brian's going to go first here. All right, so this guy is a buddy of mine. Uh... Terrence Kearns, also known as Tezza. Um, his handle is at Tezza, that's T-E-double-Z, as in Zebra, A, capital C-F-S for a City Field chaise. Um Tezza's the man. He's such a good guy. Uh, He's been down with us since the start. Since and- the start. Um, I actually met him through UniWatch. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, so... UniWatch is a site that I read religiously, um, written by Paul Lucas, uh, who also writes for ESPN.com. It's the go-to source for uniform news. And uh, Terrence contributed something, and I actually Facebook messaged him like two years before I actually met him and said, I don't even remember what it was, and my Facebook has since been deleted, so I can't even go back and check out what it was. You can't watch us on Facebook? I can watch it through my dummy account oh you have a ghost I have, account I have a ghost account you're, you're the Harry, Howie Rose account I have Howie Rose account on, on Facebook so I do watch it that way but uh so anyway it says um you know we met two years later and uh the, where we met was at the do you remember when we did the Mets vlog tailgate no of course co-branded I think you had a broken leg or something I had a spr- severely sprained ankle <laughs> and uh Tez gives me crap all the time about it because I sprained my ankle the day before in a baseball game. It was really, really badly sprained. Trying to milk it. And now I had I had a you know, I got a case of beer to bring and and I always do the pull through and I try to get as close to the exit as possible so I can get to do the quick and I pull through the spot. So I parked like Ninety feet from where the tailgates <laughs> oh, going on, this. and then hobble over like yeah, with you the want, beer. You wanted sympathy. Hobble <laughs> across the parking lot. Like, what are you doing? There's nobody here. Just park near the tailgate. Yeah. Anyway, he's a big Mets fan. Obviously, sits right. sits with us. Um, he also is a huge uh, Rangers fan, which uh, Giants <laughs> fan and a Tottenham fan. So um, yeah, give him a follow. Fun guy, follow. nice guy. Give the shirt off. He'll give you the shirt off his back if it's not super sweaty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's a he's a great dude. So very passionate. Uh, you'll definitely learn some new words on Twitter uh, while he watches along with his teams. But I uh, got to give Tez a follow. Yeah, definitely give him a shout. So uh, I'm going with the City Field Home Run account on Twitter. I was actually struggling with who to select for this week, and this seems like a no-brainer. I don't know how I didn't think sooner. So it's at City Field HR. And what this account is all about is basically it shows like a spray chart of any home run that happens at City Field. Yeah. So it shows you, you know, left to right, anywhere that that a home run lands, the distances and all that. And they have a, a pretty strong following, but I think that it should be more. You know what I mean? Like, it should definitely be more. If you're a Mets fan and you're on Twitter, why wouldn't you follow this account? So uh, at City Field Home Run, again, uh, I'm, I don't know if it really stays active in the off season. I didn't really look at the feed here, but definitely in the summer and, you know, during the season, follow them. It's really interesting. Uh, just something that we think that you might be interested in, so definitely check them out. Um, what we're going to do next is our Tweet of the Week. So far, this has been you know pretty fun. We're just trying to highlight things that happened throughout the week that we think you guys may have missed or, or something we just want to talk about. Yeah. So up first is Brian's. So my Tweet of the Week is kind of a cool one. So if you, it comes from our old buddy, KB. Kevin! And uh, so here's the deal. If you're our age... You know Tecmo Bowl. 
All right, this was the go-to. I don't game. know it. I had to. I had to. Really? Yeah, dude. I wasn't. A, no. Is it a video game? Yeah. Dude, I have no. I like honestly today oh, I googled this man. because I don't know what Tecmo highlights was. Okay. All right. So, so. You, but rewind a little bit. When we prep for the show, I get all these titles and stuff ready b- beforehand, and you emailed me this tweet for the tweet of the week, and I was like, I don't even know what this is. So okay. I was like, all right, I'm going to like screen cap it and put it in the background. All right, so let me explain it then. And Google it. So on Nintendo, the original NES, <clears throat> there was this game, football game, Tecmo Bowl. And it is, have you seen the commercials with Bo Jackson recently where he's Probably. like driving the car? Oh, yeah, 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 All right, yeah, yeah. so that's Tecmo Bowl. It, classic, like... 80s Nintendo soundtrack. Uh, it was awesome because, and then later Super Tech Mobile. Because whenever, if you played a season, when they eventually gave you that option, when you played a season, it like it would always have that one game that you could not beat it. So you would fumble or throw a pick <laughs> or whatever. Really ridiculous 8-bit graphics. Um, a lot of fun. It's it's kind of where I started to to love football um, as much as it's kind of waned in in recent years. But we'll talk about it. In a we'll little talk bit. about that in a little bit. But um. Total classic game, and what Kevin is retweeting here is somebody put his call to the Seahawks uh, Falcons divisional game to Tecmo Bowl highlights. That's cool. So it's very very cool. Check it out. I'm getting slammed here on the comments, by the way, for not knowing Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, nice. I mean, if you're watching this on Facebook, we're trying to ge- keep you guys involved in the show as much as possible. So comment throughout the show. I'm reading them here. And I'm sorry, guys, that I don't know what Tecmo Bowl is. I didn't really play many video games. I was always outside doing stuff. No offense to who I was always outside, outside having a life. But I was outdoors doing outdoor stuff. I hear you, but, I hear you. Hey, um, one other thing we have to hit definitely on. Definitely share, comment, and at the end of the show, we do our Q&A. Yeah. But also, which we didn't actually talk about in the beginning of the show, is mm-hmm. we're going to give away another $50 gift card tonight that's good on the Seven Line site. And... Um, the cool part about it is we're not going to even tell you when it's going to happen. I'm just going to put this piece of paper in front of this in front of the screen, and first person to use it will then make it expire. So it's a first come first serve, fifty bucks off of anything on the site. So look out for that. So don't go anywhere if you're watching. Good this. reason to watch <laughs> yeah. live. People. Yeah, totally watch live. If you're listening to this afterwards, try to catch us on Thursday nights. We're going to try to do six o'clock every Thursday yeah. as long as our schedules permit it. So uh, up next is my pick. I feel like anyone who follows me probably knows what it is. Dude, it would have to be. How could we not talk awesome. about this? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Kevin James rocking the T7L shirt and hat on this past Monday's Kevin Can Wait. Um, this is actually his third time this year wearing something. He but has he, he the, always has it like covered. Like which he is had, well, he had the the New York with the, the New York State with the stitching, and then the bleed right, and then the bleed one last Monday was kind of covered with a, a sweatshirt. But what's crazy about it, like. The wardrobe department, I was emailing with them, like, hey, if you guys need anything, let me know. Like, I don't really know how this works, right. getting stuff onto the, sh- onto the set. And then they actually bought the stuff. That's awesome. Which is nuts. Because, like, this kind of exposure, you'd expect that we'd be paying them. Yeah. So for Kevin James to have a hand in that, and then the wardrobe department being like, hey, we're going to buy all this stuff and he's right. going to wear it, is crazy. But having him just rock the logo is awesome. insane. Like, watching this on TV, I was, like, almost kind of felt like I was dreaming. You know what I mean? So I got to ask. How did that shirt sell the next day? Oh, of course it picked up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I bet it yeah, did. yeah, yeah. I bet no, it did. You know what's crazy too? Like Lizzie and I bounce ideas back and forth all the time at the at the warehouse. Like, what should we restock? What should we make? And it took us. We were talking about this before the show started too. This is my eighth season doing the seven. Unbelievable. Uh, the first full year was 2010, so this is the eighth season, yeah. and we've never really sold logo stuff because I felt like the brand wasn't strong enough, and people would want to wear just a T7L on their shirt. Mm-hmm. Freaking Kevin James Ward on TV and the hat, which is crazy. But um, I like that it's like a nod to. Yeah, it's you, like he knows what it is. He it's knows like if what, you know it what it is. And it's the same thing whenever you see fans around. I know that I see a ton of Seven Line fans in, um, in Disney World. It happens all the time where I'll be walking through the Magic Kingdom and somebody will catch my hat or catch my shirt. Give a head nod. Or, and seven Line, baby. And it's awesome. I love that because it's sort of, I think that's part of the appeal, is that it's this like little inside thing that, that Mets, only Mets fans would really know about. Yeah, and I think like the cool part about it too is like... Not a little inside thing I didn't mean to yeah, mean. No, 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 you know totally. I mean. It's supposed to be like a local show. So like it's supposed to be on Long Island. Like he's supposed to be a Long Islander. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe, you know, he might be a guy that would sit with us at the game. You know what I mean? So like, You gotta get him here. 
Yeah, in my basement. Why not? <laughs> we'll see. I mean, if he's watching this or if anyone watches this that actually knows him personally, we'd totally have him on the show. We do have some really great guests lined up for throughout the season, mm-hmm. but we're still working out the kinks before we bring people on and then have, like, something not work. He's from so. the school district right next to mine. That's sick. So, I, so Ward Melville. This is the third time. Hi, Ward Melville. The third show, actually, that shirts have been on, like, four, five, four or five years ago, 30 Rock had some stuff on there before yeah. we had the license. Yep. And the uh, hat your mom made? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have one, one, oh, yeah. one of those. Yeah, one of the girls was wearing like one of the hats my mom actually crocheted. We used to sell them on the website. And this is before the license. And, and Tina Fey's actually like saying to them, and they're in a courtroom scene about people getting married at a courtroom. And she's like, wait, you're trying to throw shade my way? You guys are wearing Mets t-shirts to your wedding. So like that was really cool. And then if you watch uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on yeah, Netflix. Netflix, right. Um, shit, I don't want to screw his name up. But his name is Mikey. He's wearing the Eat Sleep Mets Repeat shirt, and then he sat with us at a game this year. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. He came down like incognito. Kylie met him on the train randomly and invited him down. That happens to Kylie and Mike all the time. (laughs) It does. All the time with those two. They got great stories, man. They were here for Christmas. They spent it at my house with me, but... I love them. I love them. Hi, Kylie. Hi, Mike. I love you guys. Um, So... I couldn't actually show that tweet without making it also the clip of the week. So no surprise, here's the clip of the week. Hey, we called this family meeting because we well, just want, you know, tonight's going to be, it's going to be a little weird. You know, um, your mom and I are going to do something legally iffy. It's just a little iffy. You know? okay, but it's not a crime. No. no, it's more like a neighborhood prank. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> what we're going to do, the point is, we're going to rip down Mrs. Who's tree. Cool. Yeah. And so we just want to let you guys know, just in case somebody says something to you, comes up to you and asks you, you know, hey, did you hear anything about the tree thing? You would say... What? What tree? Never heard of a tree. He's talking about the tree next door, the one they're ripping down, idiot. <laughs> okay, you going to work with him? Yeah, I'm on it. Okay. Incredible. So thanks again to uh, Kevin Can Wait, everyone that works on the sh- on the show, on the set, wardrobe department, Kevin himself. I hear that he's been wearing stuff pretty frequently, and I think that maybe like next week he'll be wearing it also. Awesome. So Monday night, CBS, 8 o'clock, tune in, set your DVRs. Not for us, but I mean just because just it's a funny show. So we're going to move right along here to uh, a topic that we don't want to come across as professionals just because we have kids now because that's the last thing me because I'm barely into it (laughs) that's the last thing we're trying to do with this topic but it's called bring your kitties so it's all about bringing kids to games Mm -hmm. and um, you know people ask all the time that's why it actually came up is the seven line section okay to bring kids to and I say yes all the time I mean we're a very family friendly group from newborns to senior citizens sit with us but that brought up the 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 question, what is a good age to bring a kid to a baseball game? So everyone has a different opinion on it. No one's wrong. Nobody's right. This is just our opinions and what we think um, might be the way to go. Yeah. Every kid's different. Every parent is different. So you're never going to find the one all size fits all mantra because it's it just doesn't work i mean uh, we have a th- learning as i go every day yeah exactly like, i mean i think every parent to an extent is learning on the job right and um i mean it's it's so so difficult i saw a lot of people say bring the baby in the baby carrier you know for personally for my son my son does not nap so he doesn't nap at all during the day. If he does, he naps like on my wife, like laying on her chest. That's the only time he'll fall asleep. He sleeps well at night, knock wood. But uh, but <laughs> that'll change. There's no way that we could bring him to a game because at this age, because he'd just be staring all around and being totally freaked out. Um, instead of like some babies just go to sleep. I saw some people say, "Oh, I wait until they're ten years old." Yeah, let's and, get to the comments. So, yeah, because I think that it shows just how to, big the range. Oh, there's was. a huge range. Like some people say wait till they're ten. Some people say bring them in a couple weeks old. So yeah. the 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 variance is huge. So what we do every week, if you pay attention on our Facebook page and also the Twitter account, we post the topics and try to get some feedback. So you guys are involved in this. So here are some comments that we got about this specific topic. Um, a couple here. Nick, who t- who checked in last week, also he took his son at eight months to his first game just so he could say he was at Shea, That's which cool. is cool. I understand that. Um, I guess Shea was being torn down when the baby was still young. Charity, shout out to Charity in uh, uh, Cincinnati. 
Her daughter, Shay, popular name mm -hmm. in Mets land. Shay was 10 weeks and Drew was 8 weeks. Shrugs, I wore them in a carrier, which, okay. That's shout saying. out to the women that do that. I mean, honestly, like, I guess I'm just not strong. Like, my back freaking kills when I wear the carrier. So uh, My back, yeah, when, whenever I hold him, it's like I kind of, like, set my chest out and kind of, like, put my back. So I'm doing, like, an inverted deadlift. Yeah, shout out to the moms. But do it, what's funny here, I, I, I know you just said you weren't on Facebook. Brian's mom actually commented... <laughs> So um, she wrote, I think my son was about five when he went to his first game, the Gary Carter start, starting lineup day, the figurine. I believe the best thing to do is keep your kid engaged. Tell them what's happening and why. Don't forget popcorn. Um, also here, if the kid wants to leave early, don't force it, which is a very good rule, which actually I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, you want baseball to be a joy, or at least as much of a joy as being a Met fan will allow you. Nice, yeah. nice oh, little yeah. dig there, Joan. We're not that bad. And mom, by the way, I was almost four. By the way, it was 1988, <laughs> so yeah. I was almost four years old. So you're off by a year, but we'll, we won't kill you for that. Yeah. So my wife also chimed in too. Like a good tip for you women that are breastfeeding, there are places to go now. And we're not trying to like bore you here. So if you're watching this and you have nothing to do with kids, you don't want kids. You're like 18 just and have a beer this and isn't just your topic, so just tune out for a second while we transition to the next topic, but don't go away. But you know what I found, though? People without kids have strong opinions about this, too. They do, but also people without kids also have opinions on how it's going to be, and then everything changes once you have a kid. I'm, exactly. I'm one of those people. So yeah. um, my wife actually said, I've been bringing my daughter since she's received her first set of shots. That's about two months old. Mm -hmm. As a breastfeeding mother, I think it's great for other women to know there's a private breastfeeding area. All I have to do is ask where it is. So what we noticed, it's actually on like the suite level. I don't know if there's more than one, but it's on the suite level. If you don't have a suite ticket, you can still tell the per person in the elevator, like, hey, I need to go use the, the private area, which is totally cool. That's awesome. Um, so we That's waited. a good job by the Mets. I don't, oh, know, yeah, if, totally. I don't know if any other if teams do that. I don't know what it's that. called, but it's a special, like, it looks like... Um, like a little capsule, like a door opens, you go into it. No, that's all, because, you know, I don't know if any teams do it, and there would be no reason why I would know if, like, the Mariners or, like, the Cardinals do it. But uh, for the Mets, who sometimes get accused of, oh, not doing the right thing or whatever, that's, that's a really good job. Huge, that's yeah, awesome. Totally. Like, we were using the family bathroom, and, like, honestly, like, it's not always, uh, you know, people, not always families are using them. You know what I mean? You're trying to mm -hmm. get in there, and someone's already occupying it who's not a family, so it's, that's a bummer. But, right. um... Uh, something I've, we haven't talked about this. I've been saying it for years, even before I had the baby. Daycare at the ballpark. I mean, I mean it's a huge liability, and right. they'd have to cap it at X amount of kids per game. But we went to, I think it was, I, I always confuse them, Foxwoods or Mohegan. They have daycare at, at, at the casino. It's a great idea. So they could do it at a casino. They could definitely do it at the ballpark. Not You know, it's also a liability, like, what if the parents get smashed, and then they come back and pick pick up their kid. Right. I mean, there's a lot of what-ifs in that scenario, but if they could figure out a way to do it. I think that would be really cool because, like, I honestly, it's tough to bring a kid to a game once they can walk. Because, mm -hmm. like, we brought our daughter uh, right away, like, two months old. And, you know, not to sound bougie, but, like, her first game, luckily for us, was in a suite. That's so, nice. the um, – I'll show you a photo of, of us at the game. So, I did a favor for someone that ended up having suite tickets. Shout out to the Musicants. And um, – they invited us. So that's the baby, my wife and I, at the game. If you're listening to this afterwards, we're up in a suite right behind home plate. Um, obviously, not everyone has the luxury to be up there, but like you were talking about, the comforts that you get in there is almost like your home. So like yeah. it kind of worked out for us. But in the seats is very tough. She's only been to one outing at City Field. It's like impossible for us to do that. Yeah. So I think like her first game as a family with us, uh, at an outing, might be when she's like maybe three or four years old. Yeah, I think it has to be. And you know, the hard part about coming to the outing is we preach never leaving early. Yeah, and I say it all the whole time too. But it's, I mean, obviously that goes out the window when you have a baby. It does. Know? And what my mom said is true. Like, I remember a, a good chunk of my first game. And I know we did leave early, and that's kind of my strategy because I think at the end of the day, what you're looking for is to share something that you love with your child and hope that they love it too. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I hope my son loves baseball as much as I do and as much as my dad does and my grandfather does. But I think the best chance that you give them to love it is to let them come to appreciate it on their own. Um, if they saw five innings and that's enough, that's enough. Yeah. Um, my strategy would be, and this is our plan because my wife and I talked about this leading up to the show, uh, what would we do? I, I think we would wait to take RJ until he's like four or five We'd pick one of those afternoon getaway games, like the Thursday, you know, whatever, at 12 or 1 o'clock that they have in the middle of the week. 
Show up right. I love those games. I love those games too. Show up right at game time. Uh, you know. Yeah, but you got to remember since you haven't done it yet. Yeah. You got to add on an extra hour to everything that's going oh, on totally. on the day game with the baby. Like getting out the door, getting there, stuff. getting yeah. out the door, getting to the parking lot, getting through the security, like all that stuff. Like you got to add way extra, way more extra time totally. on that. And I don't like to miss anything. So like my wife always bugs out like. Relax, calm yeah. down. Because I'm always like revved up, especially before a game. Like I want to get there on time. I don't want to miss first pitch. I don't want to miss national anthem. You know. Yeah. So like it's tough to like reel yourself back in into reality. Like listen, you have a kid now. Things obviously yeah. change. You might only make it to the fourth inning, and then yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. Oh, well. totally. And and at least City Field has more offerings. I saw somebody uh, say this in in Facebook than the Facebook comments. At least um, City Field has offerings for kids. Uh, where, let's face it, the attention spans aren't what they used to be. I mean, I, they get shorter and shorter as, as the years well, go on. Well, baseball's a slow game, so kids aren't going to really is. pay attention until they know what the hell's going on. Exactly. And um, so it helps that you can walk around. It's a full walk around. You have access to the field level no matter where your tickets are, which is another issue that I'd like to bring up to the Mets one day, but that's an, neither here nor there. Um, and... You know, you have a lot. Of, can we get it? Should I should I touch that really quickly? No, no. I actually was laughing at a comment that oh, Shoemaker okay. just wrote. But no. uh, if you're I listening to this afterwards, you're not gonna be able to see it. But yeah, sure. We're not leaving the kids in the car. <laughs> we're not. Yeah, not in the hot car. <laughs> Leave the kids in the car in the parking lot. Just crack the windows. They'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know about that, but <laughs> you'll learn one day, Shoe. You'll see, Shoe. It's gonna happen, and then we're gonna laugh because we'll have like a 16 year old and a 14 year old and be like, oh, Shoe. Yeah, I already went through that. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so anyway, um, I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all approach. There's not, but there's a couple things you got to remember if you are bringing a kid to a game and it's freaking hot. If it's really hot, don't even bring the kid. Stay home. In my opinion, you can do whatever you want, but if it's super hot and you're sitting there sweating and you know it's hot and you got to stay hydrated, that kid can tell you that they're hot. So don't bring a kid to a game that's like 100 degrees. Um, definitely come prepared. Bottles of water, diapers, toys if they get bored, wipes, sunblock. Definitely sunblock's very important. And ear protection. If you don't know what I'm talking about, let me show you really quick. Ear protection. Very, very important. Uh, baby's ears aren't as strong as ours, so definitely rock the ear protection. That's the baby in Colorado. Um, so, yeah, common sense. It shouldn't always be uh, talked about, but some people don't have it. So use common sense yeah. as much as you can. Um, so yeah, anything else you want to talk about this? No, just you know, do do it for the kids. If do whatever like, makes do whatever you think is right for you guys. Yeah, you don't have to take our advice, but just remember but, who you're doing it for. Would be my my opinion. Would be if you're taking your son or daughter to their first game. Uh, remember that the that that's going to be you're never going to remember who won who lost, uh, who had the game-winning hit. It doesn't matter because the memory you're going to have, the, the picture I have that I was desperately trying to find and I couldn't track down, is just me and my Mets, you know, trucker hat or whatever and my little Mets t-shirt holding Gary Carter figure up, like, smiling. That's what that's what you're going to remember. Cool, so, I mean, that's that's the bottom line. So, I, I think that's that's what it boils down to. Um, let's just do some housekeeping before... Hold on, one before, thing before we move okay. on. Uh, I, good thing I wrote notes today. If you do want to start collecting stuff at each ballpark your oh, your yeah. son or daughter goes to, mm -hmm. there is a fan assistance booth at City Field where you can get a certificate that says, like, first game, and then they mail it to you and says, like, the That's baby's cool. name. And then I think, like, Mr. Matt signs it or something. So we've been doing that at all the ballparks we brought our daughter to, but my wife had the idea of collecting pins from each place. So oh, we go cool. into the team store, get a pin of each team. We have a chalk uh, cork board we're going to put them up on. To try to get something from everywhere. I mean, you don't have to, but it's just a, an idea. If you're gonna for like have a scrapbook, you know, you're gonna have a collection like that. It's good to have something small, like T-shirts. They very quickly pile up on you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, so if you're if you're watching on Facebook Live still, hey, um, make sure you hit the share button, okay? Share it uh, and put it in your friends' timeline, and let's get to our breaking news. Right? Breaking news. I mean, we're gonna try to do this every week. If there's nothing really breaking, we're it's gonna have right something now, to talk so. about. So. Um, it's slow, but I think this is a good topic because I think a lot of Mets fans will be interested. You know, we try not to do the beat reporter thing. If you want to know what's going on in the world, there's plenty yeah, of places to read. Adam Rubin and Mark Carrig and, and, and Matt Cerrone and everybody, the, you, you're covered there. But every once in a while, we'll use this time to talk a little bit about what's going on in the Mets world, maybe uh, what's on the field. So, And that's what this one pertains to. 
So, um, on Mets blog this week, uh, Matt capped it uh, up nicely and wrapped it up nicely. It's Terry Collins is going to mi- mix and match like Joe Madden did with the Cubs this year. So you saw if you watched any of the Cubs game, it, 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 Cubs games this year, it happened when they played us. Chris Bryant was in right field. Uh, ben Zobris is everywhere. Um, and and screw that guy, man! Like uh, <laughs> like he needed two straight World Championships. Thanks, Ben. But actually, he's a really good guy. So like whatever. Congratulations, Ben. Uh, you know they they mix and match all over the place. Javi Baez can play different positions. Addison Russell, etc. Um, and if you look at how the Cubs won that World Championship last year, besides Kyle Schwarber, it was a fluke injury in the outfield uh, on a collision. They all stayed healthy. All their position players pretty much all year. Rizzo, Bryant, uh, Russell, Baez, Zobrist, all these guys. Soler, uh, pretty much everybody, even Jay Hay, who had a pretty crummy year, most of the guys stayed healthy. And uh, that's what I like about this. Um, Reyes obviously can play multiple infield positions. Um, and we're talking about center field for him, too, which is, which we'll is, see. Which, I mean, they're crowded out there right now. Uh, Jay Bruce, theoretically, if he's still here, can play first base. Um, I, I would put him first base in his glove on Michael Conforto in spring training. Um, and the nice part about this is, I don't think we've touched on this, the WBC opens up some interesting possibilities because Reyes is going to be uh, at the WBC representing the Dominican. Ty Kelly will be um, representing, I believe, Israel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a couple other guys will be there, uh, position player-wise. It's, it's eluding me. Oh, Azrubal Cabrera is going to be there. So if you think about it, it's the perfect opportunity to start and and get guys some experience at different positions this spring training more than any other. Um, so I love this approach, and uh, Terry and Joe are, are really close friends. And um, if he can employ this, I think... It's going to work really nicely. I mean, I think we just have too many guys for and not as many positions on the field. I mean, they can't field eleven guys, so like, what are they going to right. do? They got to rotate some guys around and see what works. Uh, obviously, there's some question marks on the health of some guys. Like, is is Duda Walker right? And all these guys coming back from surgery going to be able to hang the whole year? Exactly. And, uh, nine times out of ten, that doesn't happen. So, right. and now we have all these guys with the with the arms. So, like, I don't know who said it the other day, but. I was reading somebody's uh, tweet, and it said, why don't we just use all of our guys for two or three innings each and have no starters? <laughs> and that guy got hammered, so that's not happening. But um, I like the idea of using a six-man rotation for the bulk of the year. Because if there's ever a, a rotation that makes sense to use a six-man, it's the Mets. You have guys coming off. I thought they should have done it last year, coming off the long run into the postseason. But if you were ever going to employ it with some team, and I know the pitchers don't like it, so that's... Well, they probably also don't like it, too, because not only do they have more days off between starts, their stats go down, and that's what really gets them paid. Sure, you know absolutely. I mean? So absolutely. If, if you don't have that chance to get your 20 wins or your certain amount of strikeouts or certain... We own, but like, you know what else gets you paid? Rings. Yeah, hell yeah. So if you're healthy in October, you know, that gets you paid too. So you're totally right, and that is probably one of the reasons, certainly why their agents don't like it. But the fact that they have Gaselman and Lugo um, to, to maybe take on a little bit of the onus in, in the rotation, uh, it's certainly something that they could explore. So, Hey, I'm looking forward to anything that happens. Not anything. I'm looking forward to a healthy team, but I'm really looking forward to spring training. What did you say? How many days away? 21? 24. 24, 24 until, until pitchers and catchers. catchers yeah. But I know some guys are already there. Um, yeah, I mean, fantasy camps this week. I know. Uh, this week some, and next week. I was supposed to. to some stuff happened with the family. I couldn't make it. So I'm probably going to go next year. Hopefully you can join Dude, me. Dude, I'm in. I'm yeah, in. That'd be cool. You have to show me up. I'm not the best baseball player, but um, Brian's the man. Now, I'm not the man. I, I, By no stretch of the imagination am I the man. But um, I was fortunate enough to play with a lot of talented guys. And, and I, I happened to play until last year, hardball until last year. So I will be less rusty than you. Yeah. When I was talking about going, we were going to like – not train, but like have catches. We're still you know? going to do that. When, yeah. when, I, oh, yeah. when I come over here in the spring, we're still going to do My that. My wife was talking about it, and she's like, wait, um, we know some a mutual friend of ours is there right now. And uh, it's a woman. And she's like, well, why is she there? Like, I'm like, well, anybody could do it. You don't have to be a guy to do it just because guys play. But um, she's like, well, how old do you have to be? I think it's like 30. 30 you yeah. know what I mean? They, they don't want a kid going there who's like 21 thinking like that's his tryout. You right, know what I mean? Exactly, like, yeah, So yeah. obviously it's fantasy camp for a reason. And it's, it's expensive. So yeah, no 21-year-old is probably going to be getting there. Probably going. But um, so 
Something even, that we actually skipped thir- even on. Even 32 year old <laughs> is going to need to be saving for a few months to go. Something that we skipped on, and it's tough too because we always have to remember that the people watching this are getting visuals. If you're listening to it afterwards, you're not getting those same visuals. So right. I'm sorry if some of our topics or things are getting a little confusing for the listeners. The viewers are actually seeing visual, visuals here. But something we skipped on, with bringing kids to games now, I feel like a lot of it is about the visuals and mm-hmm. people love to get those photos like yeah. how many pictures like I'm, I'm guilty of it too like Kelly and I shoot a lot of pictures of the baby and like people love to constantly update the so- update their social media so bringing a kid to a game now is almost just like for the photo right so I don't ha- I have one picture mom dad if you're watching this my mom's been trying to dig and try to find more yeah, yeah. I have no photos I have one picture from Shea Stadium and I show it all the time but right. um, so this is my one and only photo if you're looking on on the uh, on Facebook here. So this is me. My grandfather worked at Shea Stadium in the press area. So I think that this was actually like a press box that maybe they didn't always use. Because okay. nobody was in there like doing work. So like we were in there cheering and stuff. I know you can't do that in the press box. So Great. that's us. But then this morning we were texting back and forth about just old photos. And you sent me this one. Yeah. And I don't know anything about it. And I told you actually replied <laughs> to the text. I'm like, don't tell me anything about this till we're on the show because I want to know how the hell this happened. Okay. So this is Brian working as a bat boy at tradition field. Yeah. So how the hell did this happen? Okay. Oh, Thomas J white stadium back then. Um, so it was 1996 and, uh, my parents and I, um, and my grandparents took, yeah, there's that pudgy looking trying kid. to, Trying to I, point that the, the camera's not fooling you. I was a pudgy kid. Um, it is what it is. You blossomed. I I blossomed. Yeah. And uh, so it was 1996. We were in spring training. We used Vero Beach as our um, kind of port of call, if you will. And we went to Dodger Town, which was really cool. Um, and we also obviously drove down. It's about 20 minutes or so to Port St. Lucie. So we drove for the game. We got there really early. We figured we'd see some of the morning workouts. And then we'd watch the game. So my dad, my grandfather, and I are kind of running around the back practice fields. And all of a sudden, we can't find my mom. At that time, Sports Channel, uh, which was the home TV home of the Mets, had roped her in to do this like interview with Rico Bronia. So she's asking questions like... Wait, she had to work? Basically, right? <laughs> they, they filmed her asking the questions, like silly questions. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How like do you, Mets Weekly. Yeah, like whatever. how do you spell onomatopoeia? Right, that was right. like the big joke of the thing. All right, so then we can't find her. So we finally track her down. She tells us what happened. We're like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing that's going to happen today. Fast forward two hours, and we're standing outside waiting to get into the stadium. And some guy walks up to this kid next to me and is like, do you want to be a bad boy for the Marlins today? So the kid's like, oh, I gotta watch my brother. What? I'm like, I'm like I'll, I'll, I'll be Bat Boy for the Marlins today. No way. Yeah. So I thought maybe you, you were gonna say that your mom set it up. When no, 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 like, no. It was just that like we thought that was gonna be the coolest so thing. So they that just gave you a uniform and well, they I walked down and the first thing I saw was Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer Andre Dawson, who was with the Marlins then, like, you know, getting seeds in the in, right in the tunnel that leads out, to, and I'm just like. Oh my God, where the hell am I? So they find out that I'm from New York and they grab another kid and they're like, listen, you go do the Mets. Okay. So give me a jersey. Because you are on the left field side and that's where Mm -hmm. the the home dugout is. So I get there, they give me a jersey, like pants and uniform. I'm wearing Dave Malicki's helmet in that picture. And, uh, and I was bat boy for the Mets for a day. Um, some of the some of the notable things were like I was a pudgy kid, so as I was walking by and dug out, John Franco actually grabbed my. No belly. way! Yeah, yeah, like teeth. You should me. ask him if you, ever, if you have you seen him again. I, I interviewed him, him in 2012, but I didn't want to like bring it up. You should have. I know, but uh, anyway, so there was this. I, I and there were some characters in that picture. Jeff Kent was coming to the plate, so Jeff Kent was there. Um, a couple of a couple of decent players. And That's stuff. crazy too, because if that was today, you'd have like three hundred photos. You know, yeah, I mean? right, three hundred photos and probably like eight thousand more Twitter followers. Or yeah. Something like that. But uh, yeah, it was it was a really cool experience, and uh, they gave me I still have it in my shed at home. It is uh, they gave me a broken bat one of the players, and it was um, Alberto Castillos, who was a backup catcher back then. No way, dude, that's so, so cool. Yeah. I can't believe you never told me that before. So that's that's the story of me as a bat boy that's in awesome. spring training. That's really really cool. Definitely something you're not going to forget. That's no, for sure. it was awesome, and it was just it was a surreal experience. There was actually remember last week we talked about Hample and the Bullhawks and stuff like that. There was a dude who's like 
I was talking to my parents who were standing above the dugout being like, oh my God, are you having so much fun? I'm like, yeah. And this guy's like, hey, can you go get me Jeff Cannon and Jose Vizcaino's <laughs> autographs? So I'm like a, a like I don't know, a Did you try? Kid. I I walked back in the clubhouse. I'm like, oh, they're not here, and I just like threw the yeah, good shit back to them. Like, <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. Yeah. So um, we're moving right along here to intro. The, this I'm getting a beer. Okay, Brian's gonna take off for a second. Don't trip over the lights. I won't. Um, the Chargers have picked up and left San Diego. So I threw a hypothetical out there on Twitter on the Sevline Twitter account. Of, let me pull this up here for you guys. A lot of Chargers fans are upset about the move to LA. Before you come back, don't 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 look at the screen yet. A lot of Chargers fans are upset about the move to LA. Some giving up their allegiance. If the Mets picked up and moved, what would you do? Okay. So I don't know if you've looked at this comment or looked I at have, the replies. So there was only three options. There wasn't four. I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, team give up on baseball those are the three options rooting for the yankees was not an option because we're not going to root for the yankees so i'll cover this up what would what do you think won uh i think stay loyal won but i think it's it's flawed logic and i'll say why okay so you're right stay loyal did win by more than more than okay. 54 well 54 percent of the fans and 2387 votes came in so 54 said stay loyal 18 said root for another team and 20 Eight said, "Give up on baseball." So, what do you think? Well, okay, I I think many things. Um, it's a tough hypothetical because when a team moves, there's such, and we saw this with the Chargers fans, them lighting their jerseys and their flags and stuff on fire. There's such a visceral reaction. It feels like you almost you were cheated on, um, and I think it's even worse in the Chargers case because this is like. We don't want to be in your this city in California. We want to be in a better city in California. Well, I think it was also a taxes thing. Like they the the owner wanted yeah, the, them wanted to pay the, for he the, wanted the public to the, pay for it. On. And San Diego, good for you to tell them to go shove it because that's a scam. Okay, it's a total the public financing for stadiums that never works out. You never get your money back. The Rangers are doing uh, got uh, our Texas Rangers. Uh, are getting a brand new ballpark when they do not need to replace Arlington. It's going to cost taxpayers billions in, with a B, and it's garbage. Um, and quite frankly, I, I kind of respect it. Um, listen, you feel betrayed, and and it's one thing to say like I'd stay ro- loyal because I've had to think about this because I'm such a huge Islanders fan, and I I thought for years that that team would be in Kansas City, Seattle, or Quebec. I figured for sure they're going to be the Nordiques, the, the Scouts, whatever the case may be. And, I, and I'm and i sitting here and I'm like, I love John Tavares. we got a franchise player. We've gone, we've gone through this rebuild. What the heck am I going to do? Am I going to get NHL center ice and root for Quebec? Um, would you do that? I don't think having or Would seen, you be a Rangers fan? No, I could never be a Rangers fan. <laughs> I maybe could get into the Devils. Maybe. But I could definitely never be a Rangers fan. It's just like there's like a – like thinking about it makes me like – <laughs> this is like visceral reaction. Um, and so here's the thing. I've seen from when the from the Islanders moved to Brooklyn just how many hurt feelings can come simply from moving 20 miles you know, away on the same island. Um, it changes your game day experience. I used to go to 25 Islanders games a year. I've been to one since they've moved to Brooklyn. That's crazy. And, and I cover the team. So I have an excuse to go. Yeah. And it's like... I can't. I can't get. The, I mean, we're from. We're both from. You live in Suffolk County. Where you know, how are you going to get to Brooklyn on a Tuesday night? It's no, not going to happen. It's, it's a tough spot to get to. It's funny that you said they're both on Long Island. People that live in Queens and Brooklyn feel like they don't live on Long on Island. On Long Island, but they right. do. Like they every, do. right. If you live in Queens, you live in Brooklyn. You don't take a bridge to get to Nassau County. So we're all on Long Island. Um, yeah. So the hypothetical was thrown out there, but I guess there's so many factors. Like, what was the reason they left? Where right. did they go? Did right. they go to the West Coast? Like. Uh, a friend of ours that sits with us at the games is from San Diego, and we were sending direct messages on Twitter before the this started. Mm-hmm. And she said she got rid of like ninety percent of her Charger stuff. She's like not gonna go watch them, and it's tough for her to now. It's gonna be on like local TV. She's gonna have she's gonna like try to have to avoid them, but it's gonna yeah. be tough to do that. So I think there's a lot of different um, no no answers the right answer, but it's it's and there and there's an inch like an instance of. Like in the Hartford Whalers case, where they still have a fan club that exists. I mean, that team moved to Carolina like two decades ago, 
and there there are still people that root for the Hartford Whalers, and they don't exist anymore. So <laughs> it's such a case by case basis. Um, and in, like you said, it does depend on how and and why and the circumstances around. Yes. Yeah, so we asked the uh, the Facebook and Twitter accounts also what they thought. And uh, the top one here from Bernie Hearn. Man, that's a tough one. I remember hearing a lot of the old Dodger fans gave up on baseball altogether when they left Brooklyn. Hope that's a decision we never have to make. And that got a whole bunch of, uh, of likes there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people must have agreed. Um, on Twitter, John Hernandez, it's the ra- uh, ration in which the Chargers left, which is true. They left because their multi-billion dollar owner could not spend his own money or would not spend his own money. Great point. And then... Uh, Brandon, come on, they're the Mets. Sure, 99% of the time they piss me off, but that 1% of amazing, amazing I'll stay for. So, yeah, I mean, everyone's pretty much on the same page. It would be tough to root for someone else, but I guess it really depends on I think why they left. You know what I mean? Like, look at, look at Baltimore and Cleveland. Um, when the Browns took off for Baltimore, they were a great team. And they ended up winning the Super Bowl a few years later. So what do you do in that situation? It's because tough. they did get their franchise back, and, and it's awful, obviously. Um, my grandfather was in that situation. Was yeah, we in- were going to talk about that. I mean, back in the day, it was harder to follow the team if they left because there was no social media. Yeah. Like, now you can... Like, this is the way... Like, I'm not a super diehard of, like, anything except for baseball. Like, mm-hmm. I do like other teams. I do like the Jets. I do like the Knicks. I do like the Rangers. But, like, I'm not, like, married to them. I don't have a fucking Knicks tattoo. You know right. what I mean? Like... Um, Plus, uh, um, you we had it. We had an exchange. We did talk that, about this before. Before yeah. we went on, we, but uh, Darren swears if the Mets move to Flushing, that he's gonna be an Islanders. Fan. I'll root for the Islanders. Like honestly, like I like watching the Rangers just because like my my sister liked the Rangers. She yeah. was dating a guy who was like a big Ranger fan. I go to a few games a year. Um, I don't own a Rangers jersey. Right. I don't even. You know what I mean? Like I don't go to that many games. So like if they were so conveniently located across from a Mets game, and I can go to like two games in the same day, I feel like it would be a natural team for me to pick and actually start they'd be, following. They'd you know be surprised I mean? how many fans they'd pick up if they went to Flushing. Oh, of course. I, I think I think they really would. But And we talk about this all You can't give up, I think, what's ingrained in you. I, I go through this with the Jets. And Darren was giving me shit about being a bandwagon And that's why, guy. actually, I gave myself the Jets pint tonight. Yeah. Because Brian jumped ship. So I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't jump ship. So I'm, I'm, I'm a diehard Jets fan since, since whenever. And I, I just I hate them so much in so many ways. I, mostly for what because of Woody Johnson, um, they frustrate the living hell out of me. But my, we're raising our son a Mets, Giants, and Islanders fan. So I for I his was, wife from my wife because my wife's also a Yankees fan, and like we, I that was a no go. So I'm like <laughs> I'll give up the Jets easily. Um, so I try to root for the Giants also, you know, and I, I like I tried to they they bought me a Giants jersey for Christmas. Like it came there you go, it was you're like in. from my son, yeah. but like. Yeah, I'm still a Jets fan because I just can't give up on it. It, it. It's like I I hate them. I hate Woody John. I hate their owner. I hate the way they they do stupid things. Like I hate I he's resign. In the, he's in the cabin. I resign as HC of NYJ. Like the whole nine yards. Rich Coates. I I've lived through it all. I can't give up on it. But um, you know, I was talking to my grandfather who was a New York Giants fan. Before they speaking moved. of which, you sent me a photo of you yeah, guys at a game. There he is. That was in uh, that was in 2008. Um, the last week, it was a the Cubs series of the 2008 season as a Monday night. It was like the seventh to last or sixth to last game of Chase Stadium's history. And I took him one night. Uh, we sat up in the Mez, and uh, he it just like he told me I tried to root for the Yankees because all I had was. He loved baseball, and all he had was the Yankees here, and he could not do it. Because American League Baseball and National League Baseball back then, I mean, forget it. It was like religion. If you didn't like uh, an American League team, if you watched the Giants or the Dodgers, it was hard to switch to the Yankees. And when the Mets came in in 1962, like, they lost 120 games. He said, I didn't care if they lost 162 games uh, or 100 and whatever it was, 56, 58 at the time, 56, I think. Um, I don't care. Because, no, it was 162 by then. Um, that's my team. Yeah, that's my team. That's my team now because it's National League Baseball and we're so glad to have them. So it, their circumstances are so difficult. I know a lot of people went through it in the 50s um, and it tore people's hearts out. Uh, and thank God probably we'll never have to go through it ourselves. But Fingers crossed. It's it's just a very tricky situation. I feel bad for the people of San Diego. Well, there was something floating around a couple years ago. The Mets were talking about going to Montreal or something like that. But obviously that's not happening. Now you can Tampa Bay Rays 
That I believe. <laughs> yeah. They Do I hear that ball? Like they'll end up in Montreal one day. You can you can book that. You know, for the seven line army outings, I think that they the Mets went and played Tampa. Was it last year? Or the the year before, and fans were asking like, why weren't we going? And it just didn't really work out with our schedule. And not only that, I hear like the ballparks, the pitch, the area sucks. Well, like, here's the thing: my my parents live like an hour from there uh, right now, and uh, it's not as bad as you think it is. It's definitely not good. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like run to it or anything like that. It's, it's not that great. Yeah. But I saw a game there and it was fine. Like, it was kind of cool. I don't know. I feel like I you just hear it's like loud and the yeah. the ball. It's not really like a ballpark. You know what I mean? I, I don't really think that the Marlins Park is either. I kind of hate that place. So if, if you, I'm gonna call upon some really old. Nobody's gonna get this probably. No one's gonna get this reference. But there used to be an indoor uh, baseball thing in Hopog called Play Ball. And I used to play my winter games there. If you've ever been there, it smelled like cigarettes and like and Jameson, and it was awful. Um, but that's, that's a good sign. That's what Tropicana Field reminds me of. I don't know, uh, but whatever. It wasn't that bad when I went, but it, that is what it reminds me of. It's so. funny we were talking about this topic, and you you were able to rattle off like all the teams that have left. But I don't I don't expect you to do it on the spot now. But the last baseball team that left and. Which is surprising to me how many years it's been already mm-hmm. was Montreal to the yeah. Nationals. Yeah, two thousand five was the first. So it's like year. starting from scratch, like starting a fan base from scratch. You know well, you mean? know what they don't they don't acknowledge the Montreal history That's at all. Why they don't have Gary Carter, Andre Dawson, or Rusty Stobbs numbers up, um, on, hanging up? They view themselves as a new franchise, which I think is demented because one, they could sell an ass load of throwback Expos gear. If they had one Expos throwback day, or if they're allowed, like I'm just thinking licensing licensing wise, wise, like I would, I don't know, but like I'm sure they could. Maybe can you still buy that? Can you still buy Expos jerseys? Like can you go on the like on the majestic site and buy? I don't know. I don't think so. so. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe it is not the problem, but maybe they're like screw it, like. As a business, they were probably like, "All right, forget it. If we're not going to make something on it, you know." What legally, I, mean? I don't know. Unfortunately, yeah. Legally, I don't know if they if they had that kind of thing where Montreal retains the rights to the Expos, like Cleveland did when when the Browns moved. I don't know, but it's a shame because that's the that's the same franchise. It's the same one, you know, that in 1994 was destined to maybe win their first world championship when the strike cut them short. So yeah. I would love to see them do something. Um, maybe the Expos come back one day. Maybe the Rays move there. Maybe somebody else, maybe Oakland moves there. Or maybe they get an expansion team. Have you been to Montreal? I have twice. So much fun. Yeah, yeah. And really, really fun time. I saw the Mets there two years in a row in 2002 and 2003 um, when, you know, Olympic Stadium was crumbling. And, uh... It, it it was a lot of fun though. Great city. Gorgeous I've been on the city. roof of Olympic Stadium. Have you? Yeah. Not le- that, not, how, not legally, but I was gonna say, how did that happen? I'll tell you about that after. John Roush didn't know. <laughs> no, no, it was a BMX thing. We were there on a BMX trip right. and you know, it was funny, we were on the roof and people were giving tours of the area, like tour guides, yeah. and they were watching us ride. They didn't even care. Really? But whatever, that's a different topic. But what we're gonna do, what we always do, we end our conversation. We're not gonna show you this yet. We're going to do some Q&A with you guys. We're going to read some comments on Facebook. And then we're going to give out the $50 gift card. And we're not going to say what it is. I'm just going to put this up to the screen. First person to use it gets it. So if you got any comments for Brian or I, it doesn't have to be about what we were talking about tonight. Anything you want to chat about, I'll read it either to me or Brian. And we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll converse with you guys for a little bit before we wrap this up. Um, Nothing yet, so we'll kind of just ramble here for a yeah. second. I hold on, let me see if I have it now. People don't love me as much on Twitter as they love you. <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, I well, let's. If you're watching this, definitely hit hit the share button, hit the like button. If you're listening on SoundCloud and iTunes, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We're just trying to get this thing off the ground and get all of our our ducks in order. Let's before let's, the season starts. You let's know? pump QBC while oh, yeah, we're QBC, waiting for stuff to come in. I screwed this up last time. I said like next weekend, but it is actually now next, next weekend. weekend. It's yeah. not a couple days from now. It's the following Saturday. What is it? The twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. It's at uh, Catch in Astoria. The cheapest way to get in is now sold out, but there is a fifty five dollar option. It gets you two autographs, which is. Uh, Bobby Valentine or Tim Tuffle, or you can get two from the same guy. Like if you bring something that you want them to sign, that also comes with a special QBC pin. QBC means Queen, Queens Baseball Convention. It's also queensbaseballconvention.com. It's uh, a Mets fan fest. Think of like Comic-Con and baseball and whatever, all meshed together. It's in Astoria. Definitely check that out. Go to the website, queensbaseballconvention.com. 55 bucks gets you in. Going to be a lot of fun people there. People that you may have met through games or um, 
you know, through Twitter or whatever. So come and hang out. It's the it's the weekend in between um, the conference championship and the Super Bowl. There's nothing going on. Uh, it's the middle of January, so come on out and hang out with us because we'll be there. We're going to record some stuff. We were just talking about it. We were, we we're going to try to do a live show, but it's not conducive really to to live shows probably. Well, I've never or, been to Cats before. Keith said he has an area set up for us if we want to do something. We so might, maybe we'll bring some stuff and try, yeah. but it depends on this the the scenario. We obviously can't set this up with the behind us with the green screen. We get, we could pack these lights, but it might be a little bit too loud. So what we might try to do is shoot photos and videos and do a recap show for the following Thursday. We're going to play it by ear. Oh, you know what I want to talk about it? We were we were going to at QBC cuz we've been talking about doing a segment. Obviously, everybody knows about your Mets tattoo, and oh, we I, did talk about this. I have, I have one myself. Um, we were talking about maybe highlighting them on the show and talking about how they came to be. So, if you have a Mets tattoo and you're going to be out at QBC, we're going to ask you to to maybe show it if it's in an appropriate place, <laughs> and uh, and tell us the story behind it. If there's any specific story, um, how you got it, where you got it. Um, what it means to you. So um, I know some of you guys definitely have uh, Mets Inc. If you do, um, come to QBC, show it to us, and you could end up on the show. Yeah. I mean, that won't be as great for an audio, but the visual on that would be cool. I mean, there's so many cool Mets tattoos out there. If you actually go to Instagram and just search Mets Inc., a lot of stuff comes up. So um, also, not to shamelessly promote, but tomorrow, 10 a.m., our next home game with the Seven Line Army goes up. It's on Mets.com slash the Seven Line Army. It's the April 22nd game against the Nationals. I believe it's $71. I got to double check, but I think it's like 71 bucks With a concession credit. Oh, wait. Shit, I totally screwed that up. What? Dude, that's the Nationals game oh, that's in the, that's, D.C. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. Tomorrow is 55. the next home game. I think it's 55 bucks. Something. We're, we're going to check right now. Go to the website. I think I should have actually written this on my notes, but the vodka might be kicking in. But... Tomorrow, 10 a.m., Mets.com slash the Seven Line Army. Ticket to the game. It comes with a go. special collector's pin and a... Um, your damn pop-up. <laughs> out of my way for your cal- I have my calendar. Yeah. A special collector's pin and a rally towel that 55. has the, the game's date on it. It's 55 bucks. We have a little bit over 300 available. There's, uh, I think, 307 in the section. And then we have 10 extra seats in the ADA seats behind us. So if you... Um, need the handicap accessible seating or just need the leg room or for whatever reason you need those seats they're on the website as well there's a two ticket min- maximum per transaction we're doing that now because we, we don't have that many tickets and a lot of people want to sit with us so we are going to up the numbers in the future for the games that aren't as desirable but this one is the Harvey Garden Gnome Day we're playing the Nationals it's a Saturday 410 start which four is always really fun 4 o'clock start because you can forget. tailgate starting at like 11 or, or noon or whatever get a few hours in the parking lot yeah. which we've already talked about how important that is to like meeting new people and just getting yourself in um, involved with the crew before the game even starts so like you know you're friendly with people before we even get in the game which is really fun yeah. so definitely go to the website all the details are there on the sevenline.com but the actual sale itself is on mets.com slash the sevenline army and then once it comes time to shipping everything uh, we'll do all that on our end so they're basically taking care of the set the sales now on the home mm-hmm. games it just helps us tremendously and then we do the fulfillment yeah. so um, we're going to jump onto the Facebook comments and then wrap this thing up. I'm out of vodka, and uh, I don't want to make Brian keep running for beers. Keep running low. So, um, uh, Keith Blacknick is asking a question. He probably already knows the answer to but he's probably trying to help me get a plug in there. Are there any uh, bowling mixer tickets left for Port St. Lucie? There is. There's like 40 left. It's only 15 bucks for three hours of bowling, laser tag, and mini golf. It's the night before our outing at spring training. We have a thousand tickets to that game and only four hundred wristbands to the pre uh, the pregame mix or whatever you want to call it. Um, really great deal. And we're not making any money on this. I'm just trying to get my money back, which now we we have. Right. So awesome. there'll be an open bar opened with all the extra money after we pay for the venue, the wristbands themselves, the PayPal and website fees and credit card fees. So after all that, we figure out the dollar amount. We'll put it on into an open bar. And then whoever wants to go up and order whatever they want, um, don't abuse it. Have a couple drinks. Save some for everybody else. So thanks for thanks for the plug, Keith. Thanks, Keith. Um, Brian Shoemaker has a, a jokingly question here. Uh, has anyone ever told you guys that you look like Mark Wahlberg and David Wright? Really? No, I've never heard that really? one. Really? <laughs> I still say that that is not that bad. I, no, it's not bad. No, I'm not, if I'm going to look like anybody, I might as well look like David Wright. 
Justin Mendez. David Wright moving to first base. What do you think? Less stress on his back. Get Reyes more at bats. What do you think? Uh, the only thing I'd say about that is I would try that in spring training. Um, but the problem is first base is not as easy as people think it is. There's a lot of footwork required to, to do um, there, especially as you're holding somebody on and moving off the base. It's not as easy. Yes, it's probably doable for a guy like David who already plays a corner infield position um, and knows his way around the bag. But, I mean, you think about where they are. Um, I think that was always difficult to do when Murphy was here because you already had a guy playing out of position on the right-hand side. Now, with Neil Walker, it's not... How about you know, Murphy in the outfield? Oh, I remember that, man. <laughs> where did he fall down? St. Louis is when he fell on his ass? That, you know, I was watching a... It was like a Mets Classic game or something, and I saw, like... Oh, it was Jeremy Hefner. Jeremy Hefner retired. Retired. Um, so, uh, best wishes to him and his wife and his family because he's he's a really nice guy, and um, it was the game that he homered and, and pitched well against the Phillies back in whenever that was, 2012 or whatever, and it was like, oh, ground ball out to Murphy, and I was like, oh, man, I missed <laughs> You know, it's funny, I was watching the replay of the no-hitter, uh, you know, Johan, obviously, and Duda was playing right, mm. and I feel like... Yeah. Even though he hasn't been out there in a while, it's like I almost forget that he even played in the outfield. That's a good thing. Yeah. If you can forget it, then that's a good thing. <laughs> I like Lucas and everything, but that was not his best position. I think he's underrated at first base. It always drives me nuts when they say about how, oh, the coaches on the Royals found out he couldn't throw, and that's why Eric Hosmer, first of all, Eric Hosmer made a crappy base running decision. He was out by 95 feet if the throw is anywhere in proximity. It's like a 1 in 100 million play that, that he didn't that he wasn't out to end the game there and go back to KC. It always drives me nuts, and Lucas gets a bad rap on his defense because of that one play, but he's, he's really not that bad there. He makes some nice scoops, and uh, I, I, I like Lucas at first base. I did not like him in the outfield. That was so people on, on the comments are saying Duda was worse than Murphy in the outfield. And uh, just what you were talking about, Boston is what uh, Mike Jr. says. Boston is where M Murphy fell down. Was it? I don't know. That's what he said. I thought it was St. Louis, but I could be wrong, I guess. Bo the only thing I remember about Boston, although he might be right because they did play in Boston in 2009, which is... I was there I for the walk-off against Pat... Not walk-off, but the... Omir Santos. Omir Santos, yeah. Santos against Papelbon. That yeah, was that was awesome. Um, and that was, like, the only memorable game of that year, really. Except for the... Uh, remember the unassisted triple play Frank Core hit into to end that game against the Phillies that year in yep. August? Yep, That was uh, that was typical, typical garbage. Before we get to our last question, I'm going to show this really quick. If you were listening, you're going to have no idea what I'm talking about. But this is good for... $50 off of any transaction on the site. First to use it, then it'll expire. If you try to use it afterwards, it'll probably say it's already been used or it'll say invalid or whatever. So I'm not going to even say it. I'm going to show it. So make sure you're paying attention right now. I'm only going to show it once for like three seconds. All right. So that's it. Uh, all capitals. I don't think it should matter, but that's all capitals. Uh, type that in when you're trying to check out. You get $50 off. So if you have to spend like 51 so we'll charge you a dollar just so uh, the transaction could go through. Could We're going to end it off with um, one more question from Michael Flores. I'll give it to you because you're so much better at like the, the hypotheticals about stats and players and shit like that. So just because I guess I have more. Yeah, you have more, more knowledge. Floating, in yeah, you do. Up in my head. You have a lot more shit going on in your head as far as this is concerned than I do. Um, Michael Flores, will Bruce be a Met the whole 2017 season? No. He will not. No. That's an easy answer. <laughs> no. Will he make it to opening I day? Uh, will he be an opening day starter? Okay. Uh, here's what I'd say. Not Before you even answer that, imagine being... I mean, obviously it's a job for them, so they got to just be able to take it. Right. But could you picture being in the paper and on every radio show every day having your name in the mouths of these guys just talking shit on you no. all the time. I don't think I could listen to any of that stuff. Do you think he's as motivated as like Reyes as far as exercising and working out for the season? Like I feel like we see Reyes do it, so does everybody do that? Right. You know I don't I mean? know. I'm sure a lot of people do that. I don't know. I don't know if some guys like Jay doesn't strike me as a guy who would be like Instagramming and Snapchatting. Yeah, probably not. But you know what I mean. Like, are they behind the scenes just like getting in the best shape of their lives? Like, this is 
Well, they have that barwis method that, like, they think is yeah. a secret weapon. And for, in fairness to them, the, they've done it for two years, and they've been in the postseason two years. So, um, I don't so know. How used to always show up in worse shape than he did when he left. <laughs> Poor Ruben. He's a Yankee now, so if you want to show up, like, 20 pounds overweight this year, Ruben, that's fine. But uh, with Bruce, my thing is, is I wouldn't give him away because with the WBC, we talked about WBC, it's very likely that somebody's going to have an injury, and it could very well be in the outfield. Um, I, I look back to, I believe it was the 99 season and the Mets still had Jesse Orozco on their roster, uh, coming into spring training. And I think right before they broke camp, they traded him for Joe McEwing, who ended up being a great role player. Super that might've been 99 or 2000. I don't remember. Dude, exactly. I met him at Best Buy randomly. I didn't even know he was doing a signing there. And I walked in, I was like, I don't know, 16. I don't know what year he was on the team, like 16, 17. And I walk in, he was just sitting there at a table with headshots. I'm like, oh shit, Super Joe. Like, what's that, up, man? That reminds me of like a, a Virgil story, which I know you don't get because it's a, it's a wrestling thing. I did. I, that's sad that's old school though, right? Like, like oh, Yeah, Virgil, like the 80s, million dollar man. Yeah, yeah, I know Virgil. Like manslave. He had, does all these like card signings at, uh, and he'll try to like hustle people into buying like <laughs> like you know eight by tens of it. At the beginning of the wrestler, and they're like the sad like the the it, old guy just sitting in that room. It like, is. It's basically what it is. Wow. But uh, but anyway, yeah. With Jay, um, I would hang on to him until uh, and and I wouldn't just like give him away. I understand the the rationale. Like we can free up thirteen million and get a couple of relievers. I mean, if we could free up the money and sign Greg Holland, like yeah, sure. Especially because. Bryce Harper with his stupid tweets. Like, I'd love to just, like, the Mets, uh, like, they don't even need a catcher. Uh, I don't know they kind of need a catcher, but they don't even need those guys. Like, yeah, just sign everybody the Nationals want because screw Bryce Harper and Adam Eaton. But, uh, yeah, I would just hang on to him and, and not give him away for free, um, but I would definitely try to move him by opening day. Well, it's great. You know, when, the, when we got him, he was leading the, leagues in, leading the league in home runs and RBIs and stuff, and obviously – we talked about this before. I, I was kind of down on him because he didn't want to be a Met. And, like, I feel like I get behind guys who want to be here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So maybe he just wasn't feeling it. And if he does, in his mind, uh, have a commitment to the team and he's ready to, like, hustle and, and do work when he gets to spring training, then cool. Like, we'll see what happens. But uh, episode four in the books, as the as the late, not late great shit. I, oh, jeez. Oh, my God. You as killed the, Howie. As the great Howie says, put in the books. Man, this vodka is a little strong. But. I'm telling you, man. We've got to get him <laughs> back on beer next week. So yeah, beer night next week. Kill it off, beloved broadcast. Yeah, anyway, uh, in the words of Howie, put in the books. Episode four done. We'll see you guys next Thursday night. Same time, same place. Six o'clock, facebook.com slash the seven line. Like this, share it. We don't want to like beg, but like it just helps get the get the word out there. We're just trying Facebook, to Facebook Facebook is screwed up. Like and they and they try to like mess with the algorithms and stuff. So if you share it, more people see it. And that helps us out and it helps uh more Mets content get created and hopefully something that you like uh, keeps going and going and going. And yeah, once the season gets started, we'll have a lot more to talk about. We don't have to ramble as much as we do. But thanks for checking in on us. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys week after week. Like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you're on Twitter, we're orange, blue thing. Orange and blue things too long, so orange, blue thing. And um, I'm Darren J. Meenan. That's Brian Ernie. Follow us if you care. And we'll see you guys next week.